and the way that they're going to kind of explore destinations before they choose where to go is going to be with uh, with uh, virtual tours. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides, tourism, and the future of travel. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and currently I'm gauging how my fellow travelers are navigating the pandemic. Today, we're talking to Tomer Schlusch from Tel Aviv. He's been a guide in the city since 2008, makes his own podcasts, and runs a one-man consultancy focused on how to make cities better places to live in. And that's what we're going to be talking about today as well. Not so much about the history of Tel Aviv, but use the city as a backdrop to understand the impact tourism can have on a place. And we dive right into it with the big question. So here is Tomer Shalush. Could you talk a little bit? Could you talk a little bit about that? Because I was interested reading that. Is that something closely connected to your tour guiding? One of the, the the aspects that we talk about in the show is not just the fact that we love the cities that we guide around, but also the fact that by the, the, by by guiding people around, we inevitably change the cities as well, right? Tourism changes cities. Uh, not only that, I think that when one is guiding a tour, is actually creating a sense of place. Because just, you know, walking around, strolling through the streets of, let's say, Tel Aviv, which is the city that I live in, um, you 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 might feel the atmosphere you might have a, a sense of place but walking with a tour guide you will surely have a sense of what this place is um, because you will get all the explanations that you can't get just by looking at things um, so so I think that we are not only kind of uh, um, um, making sense of cities but are actually creating uh, a part of them uh, we're we're connecting to their DNA and reshaping it in a sense. And I was also studying for uh, my uh, bachelor degree and then the master's degree in the Tel Aviv University um, that was uh, about uh, political science. Toward the end of my uh, my studies, I uh, tended to focus more on local governments on cities. And specifically cities in Israel and specifically budgets of municipalities in Israel. And uh, I started to be very interested in, in, in the story of cities, what cities are, what they offer to people, what are the problems that urban areas have, and what are the solutions that are being implemented around the world. Uh, I have been interested in um, what is now being called uh, sharing cities, which is the sharing economy in cities and how cities can tap into that. I was interested in, uh, in green cities, which is a, a, what, what cities have to do with sustainability, um, smart cities, which is all about technology in cities. Um, and I tried to bring as much knowledge from the world and, and bring it to the Israeli public and specifically uh, to Israeli customers. What I what I wanted to know, like you, you, I found it very interesting what you told me about this neighborhood and how it regenerated and how you're interested in what cities are and also things about sustainability, smart cities, uh, infrastructure, maybe even how how does tourism fit in in all of this? So I think that. Um, um 
what we now refer to as global cities or world cities. Um, in recent years, they saw how tourism is not only a good thing, which was always the, the, the normal thing that people thought, that you bring more tur- tourists into the city, you get more business, the cities grow, the fi- and everybody's happy. But in recent years, we saw that you can have too many tourists. And we've actually had this interesting um, uh, summit of cities here in, in Tel Aviv a few years ago. Uh, in which there was also, I think, a representative from Amsterdam. And he said that the um, local, uh, like the local people in Amsterdam, the residents of the city have asked him to take the sign that says, I Amsterdam, surely you know of it. So uh, they asked him to take the sign away and melt it and turn it into toys for kids. Uh, because it it has become uh, such a tourist magnet, and people started to think, "Wow, this is becoming really unauthentic." Um, uh, uh, like uh, 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 that's what we were talking about when we we said something about a, a sense of place. So, tour guiding is, as we said earlier, creating a sense of place. But too many tours, too many, too many tourists. And in a sense, too many tour guides can take that sense of place and turn it into something that is completely different, which is not a place. It's more of a of um, a Disney World, uh, kind of a theme park instead of a city, a neighborhood, a place. Um, so I have people here in Tel Aviv. Uh, well, there used to be residents here in Tel Aviv a few months ago when we've, we still uh, had a lot of tourism coming in uh, that told me that they feel like an animal in the zoo because you got uh, loads of tourists walking around the streets, pointing at them, look at that and look at that. Um, so they feel like they live uh, <laughs> like they live in a safari or something and people are coming from abroad uh, to see them in their natural habitat. Um, so this is something that I started to become interested in. How, what, what is the point in which a city uh, loses its uh, authenticity, its sense of place? When do people feel that uh, tourism is uh, is going over the top? Uh, so this is something that I think um, is interesting now um, when we're talking about the relationship between tourism and cities. Uh, there are some other stuff to 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 you know um, to get interested in, uh, but I think that's the main thing right now. Yeah, I think so. I I think just um, this is a the pandemic has caused a, 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 like a, a huge disruption, but also a moment, of course, uh, in which we can reflect about what is it actually that we've been doing over these past years, past decades. Do we still want to do it uh, the way that we did? And if if we don't, then how do we want to change uh, the way we've been working? I think I don't think many. Well, I can speak for me, myself, and and a bunch of my colleagues that we haven't we haven't been really thinking about that a lot because the work was good, the money was good, plenty. We we didn't have to think about uh, like the impact so much because um, Berlin was doing all right. You know, it wasn't Venice. It wasn't um, some other crazy place that is swamped by by tourists. It, it was doing all right. 
no worries there. But I think many people are now wondering whether... No, no, I, I think people are wondering what tourism brings. What is What is it good for other than like a bag of money you know brought into the city and i don't want to dismiss that as not important i mean some economies and special local economies just completely rely upon it and with with families and, and whole groups of people dependent on it but maybe as a strategy we might need to reconsider what is the benefit not just for the tourists visiting but also for the residents that get to welcome these people Hmm. So I think that the worst thing that could happen to us is that we go back to normal, <laughs> in a sense. And right now, from what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, I think that most people are 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 would rather sign off on that. I would rather not think about the things that we should change, not think about sustainability, not think about the impact of tourism on cities. And I, I and this is the time to do it. This is an opportunity that we should all grab. And and unfortunately, I don't see too many actors um, um, getting into this arena. I think that most people are thinking uh, how to go back to what used to be the normal instead of reinventing uh, or creating a new normal. Um, and that's a shame because we, we really need to, cha to change some things. So, for example, I think in Tel Aviv, we, we started to see this, um, uh, this growing number of tourists coming to, to Tel Aviv. Um, and we had so many people who were um, actually priced out from the city because a lot of apartments became into Airbnb apartments. So let's imagine that we're going back to normal now. Let's imagine that the pandemic ends today and doesn't come back. So all of these uh, apartments are going to come back as Airbnb apartments. I'm not sure if that's the best thing for us. Maybe this is an opportunity to to change that and to um, uh, bring the, those apartments back into the uh, uh, renters market. Um, so that's one of the impacts that uh, tourism had on, on, on Tel Aviv in recent years. Uh, another impact is that um, Tel Aviv uh, became uh, 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 much more um, pricey. It, it became very expensive for people to live in. Uh, so the stuff that you buy at the grocery st store are, are sometimes sometimes uh, very expensive. I think that there's a, um, an index of beer prices in different cities around the world. So Tel Aviv is coming in first or something. <laughs> it, it, yeah. uh, so it's, uh, it's very expensive to live in Tel Aviv. And, and, and a part of that is the tourism industry has become uh, um, a little too big for such a small city. Because Tel Aviv is very small. It's actually uh, about half a million strong. That's that's the, the city itself. There are the cities surrounding Tel Aviv or what you would call greater Tel Aviv area. But the city itself is only half a million people. Uh, and, and only a small portion of that is actually the, the touristic area. So, uh, and this is actually very important in the sense that uh, uh, in the sense of growing inequality, because you have the um, the areas that are more touristic in the center of the city, 
And to the south, I mean, something like uh, half a kilometer away, you have neighborhoods that are um, that are um, being neglected. Uh, and they don't get anything from the, the, the wave of tourism that uh, Tel Aviv saw. Um, so, so that's another thing that is happening here in Tel Aviv. What, what are you doing personally to sort of um, prepare yourself for the future? Are you still sort of keeping your eyes open for all these different trajectories, the podcasting, the urban um, uh, consulting and the tour guiding? Or are you sort of more focused in... On, on one of these? So I love to guide tours. So <laughs> when, I, well, it's just, uh, it's just fun. Uh, you go meet people that you've never met from all walks of life, from a lot of different areas. I think that most of my clientele is uh, Israeli. Um, like the, the like seventy percent are Israelis and the other 30% are, are tourists. Um, when I'm thinking about uh, the tours that I guide in Tel Aviv, what is the, the future in that? So I think that the um, pandemic also um, gave me the time to work on what I was really interested in, in exploring, which is virtual tours. So that's one of the things that I did in the last couple of months. And it actually stuck in the sense that um, people are still uh, ordering uh, virtual tours from me. So I log on to Zoom and I change my virtual vac background and I tell people about the site that I'm, in a sense, standing in front of, you would say. And uh, at the end, we have a fun quiz, which is, uh, uh, which is fun, you know, to get the group together and see what we learn during the tour. And, uh, and, and this is something that I think will, will uh, continue uh, even after things calm down because people will be a little bit more selective in the destinations that they will choose to travel to. Um, so instead of just, you know, uh, buying uh, uh, a ticket to fly out to Tel Aviv, uh, which is, you know, very easy and people don't really, people used to not really think about it and just bought a ticket and they came and they saw and they went and they left. Um, so instead, I think that a lot of people would say, okay, hold on a minute. I want to see what this thing is all about because I'm not going to do the thing that I used to do, which is to fly out to wherever I wanted. Instead, I'm going to be a little bit more picky. So let's see that Tel Aviv is the right fit for me. For example, you have people who don't like uh, humidity, <laughs> that really don't like humidity. So coming to Tel Aviv wouldn't be your thing. Uh, hate to admit it, but it's not for everybody. Um, let's say that you are from the L LGBTQ community, then Tel Aviv would be a fantastic fit for you because it is um, uh, it has been going on for a few um, for uh, actually more than twenty years. It's uh, it's a very strong community that gets uh, money from the municipality. So uh, and you have a big pride parade um, uh, each year. This year is going to be much smaller. Um, so, uh, so this would be something that I think, uh, people are, will be interested in and the way that they're going to kind of explore destinations before they choose where to go is going to be with, uh, 
uh, with uh, virtual tours. What, what, what about yourself, though? What, what is uh, what is your next travel destination? When, when do you think you're going to be wanting uh, to to go and, and and go outside of Israel? Iceland. <laughs> Iceland? Yeah. Yeah. That, actually, it's it's interesting because I'm a, I'm a very um, urban person. Uh, so, so for example, when uh, people ask uh, whether I like to travel to India, I would say something like, uh, "What's wrong with London?" <laughs> because that's a place that is more fitting for me, not because there's anything wrong with India. Um, but uh, in the in the past few years, I've been I've been wondering more and more about Iceland. I think there's something really interesting there. Um, and, and I want to check out that place. I think it's uh, it's going to be amazing. When do you think you'll be able to go? I was looking at flights for this summer before everything started. <laughs> I'm not sure if the dream is going to come true right now, but maybe next summer. Well, uh, Tomer, I want to thank you so much for talking to me uh, today. I wish you all the best with all your future projects and... Um, yeah, maybe we can uh, talk again in the future. Sure thing, whenever you want, Wither. That was Tomer Shalouche from Tel Aviv. He's got a clear message, don't get back to normal. And I must say, I feel that message quite strongly myself, but it's difficult to think about massive changes to your industry if all you're currently worried about is the question how you're going to pay your rent for the next couple of months. And I'm in that same boat as well. I had my very first tour in four months last week. And I've got no other tours on the horizon either. The question of paying the bills and getting a job is something that this producer of podcasts can't hide from either. There's still a couple of tough months ahead with very few signs of a recovering industry. And I really hope that you're all keeping well and most of all sane during these crazy times. If you want to get some inspiration on how to do virtual tours, Tomer's got his game on in that field. I've put a couple of links up to his website so you can get an idea on how to get your own tours going. That's it for now. On Wednesday, we're back with Peter Grenka from Bratislava. Fortunately, we don't have any loans for, well, let's say, cars or, uh, you know, we, we guide actually people on the old Škoda cars and uh, they are ours and actually their, their value is just growing. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by CC White. Giorgio Riungu is responsible for our looks and the creator of Women of Berlin. Go check it out. It rocks. Speak soon, my friends. And I and this is the time to do it. This is an opportunity that we should all grab. And unfortunately, I don't see too many actors getting into this arena. I think that most people are thinking uh, how to go back to what used to be the normal instead of reinventing uh, or creating a new normal.